Further time doesn't offer medical, financial, or any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about, so take it with a grain of salt. Stupid is as stupid does. And that quote is from Forrest Gump. Do you think that's his real name or that it's like a pen name? Do I think Forrest Gump, the character, had a pen name of Forrest Gump? Um, The last name Gump is just wild to me. Yeah. And it's like the first name Forrest is also kind of wild. Well, no, Forrest is a first name that people have. Uh, really? Yeah, it's it's For a real? first name. Yeah, it's a real first name. People are never, named Forrest. I've heard of people named Cedar and people <laughs> named Leaf. Really, Leaf? Yeah, Leaf. But I haven't had heard of someone named the whole Forrest. <laughs> ah, they're better than Leaf or Cedar. Um... Anyway, I'm Josh, 8 of 10, and my theoretical egg dish would be egg on top of a Triscuit. Like, I feel like there's something there, and I want to... I want to take that further, but my one concern with the Triscuit is that the steam from the egg would make the Triscuit soggy. Interesting, yeah. So that's my one concern. I may try that at some point today. Today. Today's the day for trying your theoretical... Yeah, I've been mapping this theory out on a whiteboard. And, you know, I've been, like, angrily erasing and yelling, no, 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 that's not it! You'll have to do quail eggs to get them small enough to fit on the Trisket, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to do, like, a sunny side up. I was going to scramble and take, like, a square of the scramble. Yeah, still too much egg. You'll have to do a quail egg scrambled. It's too much otherwise. Unless you're going to make like a dozen of these things. I mean, you got you got to make more than one. Like one isn't... I, I this suppose- isn't a fancy restaurant where you get one Trisket. <laughs> yeah, this is your hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Isaac, 5 of 10. My theoretical egg dish... I, I'm, I misunderstood the assignment because I... Um, I I have a goal when I cook eggs of not letting it get crispy. Um, interesting. And, That's an interesting goal when cooking eggs. I know. Where are you cooking like, eggs that that is a concern? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm pan frying it too and trying not to let it get crispy. Oh. But the... Um, I try to make the most delicate eggs possible because they're I'm typically making them for kids and they're really picky like I was and any sort of like crispy stuff on it they're gonna be like oh that's burnt I can't eat this so I I like okay like as soon as the egg is solid enough to flip that's when I flip it and it is a really delicate balance, but I think there's gotta be a way. I'm still theory crafting a way to make like a a really delicate egg that's also cooked all the way through. Yeah, I I could tell you how I've how I've done it. I 
I've seen videos because there was a period where I was kind of into making eggs, like different ways to make them. Um, yeah. So have you ever had French scrambled eggs? Um, maybe. How does that work? So you get a spatula, one of those soft ones that you usually use for stirring and scraping out a bowl. One that's okay. heat heat uh, resistant so it doesn't you know get messed up on the pan. Because what you're going to do is you're going to scramble eggs very well in a bowl. Pour that in the pan yeah. on relatively low heat, like not high heat. It's not going to cook very quickly. And you take that spatula and you do quick circles on the bottom of the pan throughout the pan for the whole cooking process. And what it does is it basically makes almost like a cream egg where it's okay. like a yellow egg, yellow scrambled egg that's not solid at all. It's like, and it's really interesting. It's pretty good on toast. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic topping. I am going to try that, but I've also, when I, when I make the eggs, typically the yolk will break, um, in the way that I'm, I was talking about of trying to keep it. Obviously, if it's it's all fragile and tender, it's that the yolk is going to break. But I try to make it so the yolk coats the outside of everything, so that's what you're actually tasting, not really the white of the egg. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. That so, sounds um, good. I mean. Usually I break that old yolk and try to get it on everything because that's like the rich part of the egg. Right. You know? I try to I try to hold off on breaking the yolk as long as possible so the whites are somewhat solidified so they can be actually coated by it. But then also keeping that really delicate too so it's not the yolks don't get overcooked or full, even fully cooked, I would say, for for most people. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hey, an anyway. there's an interesting difference between how like professional chefs look at scrambled eggs and amateurs look at scrambled eggs because I I've seen like you know those YouTube videos where it's like a chef making the X versus amateurs making X like and it it shows yeah. what ingredients they choose and all of that. Well, it was like the chef, when they scrambled the eggs, they spent like a lot of focus on getting that initial like egg beat and completely scrambled in separately before they put it in the pan. Whereas the amateur was like, I don't want it to get too scrambled before it gets in the pan because they liked the white versus yellow coloring. Yeah. They wanted that to yeah. almost be separate. Yeah, exactly. The, and, yeah. and it's it's like an industrial versus homemade comparison there where yeah industrial eggs are one color through because yeah. they they've got this heavy machinery that beat it into just one homogenized is that the word yeah i think i think so yeah that sounds right and anyways well let's think about how we like our scrambled eggs over this break <laughs> Another. I, I don't know if you know this. I am always thinking about scrambled eggs every time we take a break. Oh, that's yeah. good. It's it's one of those things that I just you know I ponder about for hours and hours every day. 
Um, we talked about breakfast a lot on this show. We do. It, of course, we've it, started having the show pretty much in the morning exclusively. Yeah, and so, that's the problem. Yeah. Or the solution. Um, but we are back now, and we have family news this week. Yeah. Um, I got COVID this week, or when do you get it exactly? It, like, incubates for a while? Yeah. Anyways. It's hard to tell where you got it from. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, it, it's, it was pretty bad the first day, but since then I got, like, 90% better, and I've stayed, like, 90% better. <laughs> but I think I'm better now. Yeah, but it's I... Really, I don't know if most people would notice, but since I hear your voice so much, I can hear a very slight congestion, like in the, in the subtones of your voice. You know, yeah. I can hear it. Well, that's right? very observant of you. It's that's, in there. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah. The 10%. I'm just saying I can hear that 10%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I gotta look at what the the guidance is on what we're supposed to do as far as like returning to work. But um, I'm feeling better. Do you and, have a health and safety guy at at my work? Yeah. Um, my current company is so small, but our brother company might have something like that, so I could check. Oh, okay. I just know. Them. Um, when I got COVID a long time ago at this point, man. Um, but at the time I had to coordinate with our health and safety officer. Of course, we're a, we're an environmental remediation, like cleanup type company with like hazardous chemicals and whatnot. So we've got like a whole department that is health and safety. And okay. so it's, yeah. I, I guess that question I asked was kind of silly. Like, I guess it'd be your HR rep if you had one. Yeah, we kind of got an HR person. Yeah. And I, I asked if there was a policy for, like, notifying people that I've been around at work. And there was nothing that, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing there's probably not much in place. Um but I'll I'll look into it. You could yeah. just start calling people that you may have had contact with. Um yeah. <laughs> and just make it sound like, you know, that that trope where like in in a show someone finds out they have an STD or something and they have to like call people that they that you yeah. know they've been yeah. with. <laughs> that's a that's a trope in the, the shows that you watch. And well, okay, the one that I thought of was on The Office when Michael Scott is, like, calling calling people. And I think he hadn't even, like, been with them in that way. And he was still calling them to tell them that he he had, you know, some kind of disease or something. I, I don't remember exactly. Like, maybe I shouldn't have brought it up because I, I can barely even remember. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can barely remember that, but... Uh... Yeah, I only watched The Office once. Like one episode? Uh, yeah, just one wow. episode. But you basically understand the entire show from any singular episode. That's true, like, actually. Like show DNA. No, you I really saw the only, whole thing. You, <laughs> you really only thing. need to see Jim look at the camera once to understand the show. Then yep. you've got it. 
I think there's a meme where it's him looking at the camera. Um, but anyway, uh, sorry <laughs> to hear you and your 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 whole family has it. No one's been able yeah, to avoid we, it. Yeah, we all all got it. Um, and I I did make a connection though that both Susie and Joe. Um, I mean, everyone goes through it a little differently, right? But those those two um, both got really giggly yesterday. Um, I think from being so tired from it. Oh, that's an interesting response. But they were they yeah, both of them were just laughing. I mean, for about for both of them at different times, they laughed hard for on and off for about an hour. It just anything would make them laugh. <laughs> it, was, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, yeah but like Joe, if you had any bad news to give to them, yeah, that would have been the time. <laughs> now you can been. sit them down and say, "I wasn't going to tell you this today, but." <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe. Joe was laughing anytime. Well, he, he would he would make himself laugh, but anyone would say poop, he would just start laughing and lose it. To be fair, that is a funny word. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those words that it's like, is this all a joke? Is our language just a big joke? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so beatboxing has, I feel like it's evolved and become very very different now it used to just be something people would do um when they were very bored now like if, i don't know if you've seen on tiktok beatboxers which is our next topic yeah. um what do you have to say about beatboxing because you put yeah this in. I, I well i brought it up because of the, what you're talking about it's crazy what people can do with their voice and i know they're mixing a lot of them mix in technology with it but yeah even even given that the voice being the singular instrument that they're using with the technology is just it's mind blowing what people can do yeah and i used i sure. used to like i'd admire uh, the sound effects guys from the 80s who could just make like any sound effect with their their mouth do you remember that? Or maybe it was the 90s? Well, I think I remember still seeing them that. in the past, seeing people from the 80s making, I think that's when it became big or popular for people to, or people got recognized for it at least, their ability to like make bird noises and then horns honking and cars crashing that's they could make all those noises with their just their mouth because they practiced um but now people can replicate a lot of different instrumentals right back to back simultaneously in a way that makes it sound like it's not it's inhuman <laughs> yeah i mean back then it was probably a technical necessity to have someone that could create those sounds because recording the sounds was 
difficult, I'm sure. Like maybe the recording wouldn't be good if they actually tried to record a car crash. It would be hard to get good quality and then to put that in a movie. Instead, they need someone that can produce a sound, maybe not with their mouth, but with different tools who just knows how to make that sound. It's kind of like how when you in shows, anytime you hear someone pull up a gun, there's a click noise. And that's not really the sound guns ever really make. Like they don't make those kinds of noises, especially when you just hold them up. They don't suddenly go click. Yeah. And like, no, you make a good point. You'd actually have to have like your ear up against the gun to have any sort of like hearing any of that noise to the same level that they put it in TV. But it's become such like it's almost like a a comfort sound or not comfort, but you expect it. Like if you didn't hear the noise, you'd be like, oh, obviously my immersion's ruined. Yeah. Like it's it's not fake. Like it's supposed to be fake. It's how editors (laughs) signal that someone just someone's holding a gun now. Like someone drew a gun. Like you don't even need to see it on screen. And if you hear that click noise, you know, someone's someone's got a gun somewhere. Like you see someone's face and then they like look surprised and you hear a click, you know, someone just put a gun to their head, you know, like there's just a, like there's a, uh, what a sound language almost like anyway. Yeah. It's, it's got, I know we started off at beatboxing, but now I'm starting to think about all the sounds that aren't really there that we expect to hear when we watch, watch videos of something. So like, In fights, like in real life fights, there's not a lot of noise as far as like the impact between, you know, if someone punches someone in the face, occasionally you'll hear a noise, but most of the time it's very muffled, like there's, there's not a lot of noise to it, but in movies, we got to hear that. It's got to be loud impact noises. Um, and it's just become an expectation. I wonder how, like, how movies would be received if they started removing those expected noises in favor of, like, a more realistic experience, I guess. That was just more... I don't think people would like it. Like, it'd kind of be hard to watch. It's, it's, I think you just said it was like a language, right? Yeah, like, people would be confused. They'd be like, wait, they're fighting, but there's no sound. Like, I don't hear that punch. I barely, or you barely hear it. Yeah, you barely hear it. Like, if they, they did the gun click, but it was barely audible. Or when someone punches someone, you hear the actual, like, slap noise that their hand would probably make against their cheek instead of the punch noise that you're used to hearing, you know? Yeah, I just thought of replacing like intense sounds with like very slappy sounds. (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Like a serious boxing match, and all you hear is like is like little little claps, (laughs) (laughs) baby claps. Uh, (laughs) And then we've circled all the way back to boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was the topic wasn't it beatboxing i i was yeah. wondering how we would get there and i tried to steer us there <laughs> all right well this feels like a good time for a break yeah 
Um, and we're back. I I wanted to like I know we already talked about it, and I don't want to go right back into the same beatboxing topic. But one thing that bugs me about it is, and this this isn't just beatboxing. This is a lot of things. Is when people defend something that they have no idea about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I saw one of these beatboxers on TikTok and it was very apparent that it was a very edited video. Like there was a reverb yeah. added in other parts. There was absolutely no reverb and you could kind of tell that if the sound they were making didn't have reverb, it wouldn't be nearly as impressive. Like, It's almost like the impressive part of it was how it sounded with reverb. And then the parts that wouldn't sound as good with reverb was suddenly just very, very just straight, no reverb. And then in the comments, people are saying like, this sounds really edited and other people are saying, but it's not, but it, or they're saying, but it's still good even without reverb. And (laughs) it's just kind of a weird like people, they they try to defend things that they like in ways yeah. that don't really make sense if you if you think about it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. We were going to talk about AI <laughs> next. Yeah, I um, it, it's actually it's interesting that you talk about defending things because I I'm actually I want to defend AI a little bit because there's been basically a pre-schmear campaign against future AI where, and it's kind of interesting to watch people try to manipulate socially against AI because AI is a tool. It's like any other software out there. Yes, there are downsides to it. There's tremendous upside to it, but what I see is the end of um, end result. Let's say we all decide we don't like AI. Let's say everyone decides what, what I mean by that is like normal everyday people decide we don't like AI. We don't want AI. The only successful thing we can do as far as AI is concerned is take it out of our own hands. That's all we can do we can take it out of our own hands. Elites are still going to use it. Big industry, big tech is going to use it. Yeah. All all we can do is remove our own ability from using it. We cannot stop them from using it. That's just the reality of it. There, I mean, all of society co- collapse, and there will still be some rich guy using AI for whatever he wants. Yeah. That's That's what I'm getting at. So when I see people pushing to destroy something they don't even fully understand yet, that's, you know, because they're worried about jobs. They're worried that the person who sits at a computer animating stuff for 40 hours a week, he's no longer going to have that job because you can just type in right now, you can type in, a phrase and it can put in a video base. It can create a video based off of that phrase now. So we're at text to video. Um, yeah, they're, they're worried that that guy is going to lose his job. 
And I, I'm worried about that guy, too, because he's not out there using AI. He's not out there saying, okay, this new technology is here. How do I help use this to optimize what I'm doing? Yeah. Instead, he's saying he's being, you know, drummed up to fight against it, whereas he should be sitting down and saying, well, I used to be able to make one hour of video a week. Now I can make 400 hours of video a week, and it's better than anyone else using AI because I'm an expert in my field. Like, these, these noobs come in and they just type in words. They don't, they don't have any sort of vision for what they're trying to create. They're just making random things. But AI can't have vision. Like, and humans can see it. It can, it can randomly, you know, if, if it's brute forced enough, it could come up with some good stuff, but no one's going to want to sift through all that. We still need humans for the vision and the human experience in the end. But I feel like people are in, <laughs> don't get that the only thing they can do is shoot themselves in the foot, essentially, and us. Yeah. They can take it out of our hands with enough negative media. The, you, you know, and I, that's what I'm worried about, I guess, with AI. Is, so I hope is losing access it. to these, these really powerful tools because other people are clutching at pearls. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they're, they're, they're imagining that, oh, if we get AI shut down now, that everyone is going to be happy and have jobs and... um. There's there's no going to be no downside. The only downside is for us if we shut down AI. That's how I view it. The yeah. only downside is for us. If corporations, big corporations, are the only one using AI, every like small guy is just going to get dwarfed, and there they, there's no a way no way they can compete then on any sort of scale, and that. I feel like that was the whole reason they did open source AI is to make sure that people had access to it to make sure that like regular people could get in there. And it wasn't just for the people at the top, the, you know, the Google executives. Yeah. Or and I, I know you didn't mean it by this, but technically open AI is not open source in any way. You don't have right. any access to the source code. You don't really know what's. Oh, really? I thought that yeah. was part of their. No, is that they that, they open what what's the open about it? There's nothing. There's nothing open about it. I think maybe when they started, they intended that when they they named it that way. But they've you can't see how like it's a black box to anyone outside of their organization. So well, yeah, I do, I do know that, but I think they uh, maybe it's maybe it's part of the the access that is still making that could makes be it, it. Open. that could be um, it. Usually, when but there's yeah. there's probably some good reason for not just making it. Um, but are they? Any anyways, no, you you make you do make a good point, but it I guess they could always just remove access too. I mean, they don't yeah. have to, they don't have to sell their product openly or they can o raise their prices. Yeah. It brings up some concerns on, you know, the fact that this, these aren't elected officials by the public. 
and yet they're going to have an extreme amount of influence on just a lot of different things and ha even how people like the the recent increase in quality in the videos that AI can produce is staggering like compared to a year ago it's a year ago it was obvious that that was this was done by AI no question now they can produce videos that unless you know what to look for are indistinguishable from actual like recordings of people um so if you weren't aware that you were looking at something that was AI you might think it was a normal thing and imagine them creating videos of like public officials making official statements on certain things like obviously there needs to be something done to either uh, make it obvious that this is an AI video where it's un unquestionable and it can't be removed. Um, or there needs to be some kind of like policing done around these videos. Or yeah. we just can't trust any video we find. Videos are no longer like it used to be that you needed video evidence. Show me the video. Show me the recording of it. And then I'll believe what you're saying. Yeah. And it, it's gotten to the point to where even that's super shaky. Like, I feel like a video you see online of something happening could be edited even before AI. It could be fabricated. Yeah. And look convincing. Now it's just going to become so easy to create those kinds of videos that you literally, even things that look mundane, that why would you make an AI? Why would you make a video of this that's faked? You almost can't even trust it. Like you can't trust anything anymore. Um, yeah. And I think there's but, a lot of fear around that, which is justified. But I also, it's, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's almost like you need to go back to trusting specific sources of information yeah, and trusting I that. I, I think that's, that's become more like, I, I felt like that's where you were going leading yeah. to. And that's, that's, so true right now anyways i mean there are news national news outlets that will straight up lie to you and people people believe it because it's well it's this news outlet that don't they have accountability no they don't they don't have accountability the only accountability they have is you whether you verify what they're saying is true or you believe it because you want to believe it, that's that's on you. And that have, So yeah, I've have I you seen like that... have you seen the video where it's like there's a news outlet where it shows um it shows like a video of the different area versions of that news outlet? I'm trying to think of how to say this, like the local news version of that news, and it shows them saying verbatim exactly the same thing do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah where it's like all and it's and they it's basically a bunch of different people reading the same script but it they're trying to do it in a way that makes it seem like seem like conversational like they're saying it and it's not a script it is it's kind of creepy like to see that because the it means that someone 
in that organization at the very top is dictating what they say, even at the local news level. Like they're interpreting what's happening and they're saying, you must say this, you must say this exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, organizations are hard to trust too. And that's the thing is open AI. It's a private organization. You don't know if they have an agenda. You don't know if they make rules around, you know, what can and can't be made with the technology is going to favor one political side over another or one ideal over another. And if they're just going to completely shut out one way of thinking, you, you just don't know. Like it's. Yeah. Well, with, with open AI, there's, there was some community backlash when they tried to, we talked about this, I think recently when they tried to fire the CEO, um, the board tried to fire him, the community backlash, he got reinstated. It was something about the next um, version of, chat gpt coming out version five um anyway i feel like there is some community control in that regard but i I, i'm not trying to say you're wrong either because it's a good point but also should should it be to whatever the the community whims are yeah no it shouldn't if people people are like like today people are like well I heard something bad about AI. Let's delete all AI. Yeah. And enough emotional support is garnered around that. You know, there's enough sad anecdotal support of that. You know, whether it's faked or not, people people are manipulatable. But also the one the thing that I had watched that was really going hard against AI, they were really trying to work the angle that a lot of people were upset about this and they would point to tweets and they'd be like, this tweet has 8 million views. Like, so? Yeah, that How doesn't did, mean anything. What, what does that prove? That you boosted it on Twitter? What, or that you've been, you know, you've been on a campaign to share this particular tweet? And this, this guy was sharing his, he was talking about his own tweets too. <laughs> like trying to reinforce like this 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 tweet where I mentioned how evil AI is got seven hundred re- retweets, which is like that, that, yeah that, that's, that's not that's like, not proof of anything. It doesn't, right, doesn't mean anything. Right. That the the whole like I, I feel like he was working hard to try to manipulate people into that though, and it with my feeling about like trying to keep it trying to have some access to it myself because i use it for gaming mostly i use it to to aid and provide a, a better gaming experience for for people that i game with for like D right for yeah yeah D D. D. i also use it for work to to make more professional emails or to s- sometimes navigate different things that are tricky um which I think everyone should try it whenever you run into something where you're like, I'm not sure how to do this. Just give it a try. Yeah. It's, it's really like, it's surprisingly easy to create something or to get put in a prompt. That's going to give you something to work with. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful tool. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, And I'm just, I guess I'm worried that people aren't using it and they're going to continue to fall into these, sort this fear mongering um attempt that is out there that's that's basically what it is it's just fear mongering um and they'll end up if it's successful they'll end up just pulling it out of our hands 
and and keeping it uh, away from us. Anyways, yeah. uh, end rant. End rant. Start break. I mean, are you afraid of anything? Am I afraid of anything? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people, I'm afraid all the time. People are just afraid, you know? You, you can't blame them for being afraid. Um, I got this guy at work that said uh, lately, he said recently that we uh, operating from fear is just not a good place to operate from. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just, that's true. Yeah. People are afraid of what they don't understand a lot of the time. I've, I've made my worst mistakes out of fear. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, um, this this podcast is ending. I feel like we could talk forever about this topic, but maybe we'll save some for next week. Um, so, you know, listener, you are one listener. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Um, we don't really have a winner this week, uh, because we didn't play a game. So, um, I think I'm going to declare the winner to be, um, I'm definitely not making this up as I go and stalling for time to think of a reason. I think think Adam is the winner this week. Um, Uh, I'm not sure why. It's just kind of a feeling, you know, that he's... He's a winner this week. Well, you know what? Um, uh, usually, usually I'd say trust your feelings. Yeah, you'd usually say that, but in this case, I was just gonna leave that there. Usually, I'd say that. <laughs> uh, well, congrats, Adam, on your win. Well, yeah, congrats, well fought, well won. You did a good job. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, turning back over to our listener. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review. Um, or you can rate or review or find us online. You can do one of those three things, but you can't do all three unless you subscribe. Then you can do all three all you want. Is, is there a um, subscribe thing? Well, I mean, usually on the podcast player, you would say like follow or subscribe to the feed oh, okay. or it depends on the podcast player. But anyway, in any case, you can find us online at brothertimepod.com. Brothertimepod.com. 